across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Welcome to uh, From the Terraces. And plenty to talk about. United uh, had a great win midweek and an unfortunate loss in the uh, derby yesterday. A great game. We scored all the goals because uh, Portsmouth, because uh, Portsmouth, because uh, Peterborough couldn't score one. Uh, unfortunately, it was an own goal and uh, we went down one nil. But uh, a great effort. Um, this is what Mark had to say uh, after the game about the support. It's a brilliant atmosphere. I hope people have had a good day and they get home safely and everything. Because these are these are the days that we've we've wanted. I mean, it's 21 years or so since uh, since we played a competitive one. So you do want to be in them atmospheres. Of course, you want the results to go your way. But I think they'll go home a lot happier than they have done at different times in October because they've seen what the team have given to try and get a result out of that game. They're a passionate group of lads, and when they remember that and play like it, we're a good side. We are indeed a good side, and I think we've seen that uh, a little bit more than we have in the past over this uh, last week. It was a win for uh, Cambridge City against uh, Yaxley 2-1. Hopefully we'll try and get Robbie on the phone, but I haven't managed to talk to him as yet. And uh, we'll also be talking to uh, Lance yesterday. They lost to uh, Milton Keynes Irish in a close game. And in the women's football, United don't have a game, uh, but uh, um, City have a replay, well, not a replay, a first try at the Colney Heath game in the third qualifying round of the FA Cup, uh, which was rained off last week. So uh, you can get in touch with us all the usual way, studio at cambridge105.co.uk and also on text 07919 And as I say, apologies for what happened earlier on, nothing to do with me, Uh, that's all automatic. So uh, we'll uh, make a start and uh, we'll talk, obviously, as we always do, about Cambridge United first. Well, as I say, it's been uh, a a difficult October um, so far. Uh, Well, not so far, it's just about to end. It's been a difficult October. We always knew it would be. Um, Interestingly, though, the two games that we thought where we might pick up points, Port Vale and uh, um, Bristol, uh, didn't transpire to be. And and to be fair, some very poor football uh, shown during uh, October. But uh, not so this week. Uh, Away at Wickham, um, uh, hadn't won there for 21 years, uh, just over 21 years in fact, uh, managed to pick up a win there, 3-2 and then yesterday it was of course the derby and uh, well, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute but Matt uh, should be on the line, Matt are you there? Hey Tim, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad not too bad, I mean We've we've talked about the problems uh, through October. We've talked about the performances through October, and we've talked about the results. And they're there for everyone to see. Nobody shied away uh, at the club around 
what we've been doing, or rather what we've not been doing, which is uh, scoring goals, first of all, the most uh, the most uh, worrying thing, uh, but also getting points, because if you don't score goals, you're unlikely to win any games, uh, especially when some of the uh, defending performances have been a little off, uh, lots of individual errors, uh, a couple of own goals, which, OK, uh, it's just one of those things, it happens, and I'm not blaming people for own goals. Uh, but it, up until uh, Tuesday night at Wickham, it's been a, a very poor October. It's, it's been uh, incredibly poor in terms of performances, in terms of you know the way we've played in an attacking sense and the defending sense as well. And as you say, um, goals conceded, mistakes by individual people, uh, own goals. That, okay, sometimes you can't help, and you know in our case, you know that that has happened. And then, as we say, going forwards, it, it's just been really, really poor at times. No sort of creativity. Um, I, I think we were on about sort of five, six goals scored, even if that, uh, before this week. And, um, you know, it'd been a really big struggle. And as you said at the top of the show, is, you know, the, the games against Bristol Ropes and Port, and Port Vale. They were the games that we targeted, you know, to try and get at least four points, you know, potentially six if we could to, you know, just keep our heads, you know, a little bit further above water than what we are. And as you said, you know, the, the performances didn't, didn't meet the criteria that we expect, especially from those types of games. So, um, you know, coming into this week and uh, as you said, we looked at it and you thought, oh, God, it's, it's got two defeats and, you know, potentially a, a big hiding or two tied into it as well. And Mark said in, in himself last week, or, you know, after the game last week, it was going to get worse and it got better. Well, actually, this week, in, you know, all round is, is a lot more positive than what it certainly could have been and, you know, should have been. So, you know, it's it's a good end, although obviously, you know, it's only ended in three points and we probably would have liked more. But, you know, it's good to see that the team have recovered from, you know, a really bad October and look like the team that they were last season with, with still a little bit of work to do. Yeah, and I was down at Wickham on Tuesday night and the, the, the whole from minute one in the game um, and there were times when you know we, we were you know it was frantic and we were struggling not struggling that's I think that's exactly the wrong word sorry I've used that we were defending a lot um, but we weren't struggling we looked like a good side and I think it's, it's a, it takes us back to the first five games where we put in some really good performances and the, the effort from Everyone on the pitch uh, was really good to see, and uh, you know it, it paid off. Unfortunately, you've got to feel sorry for Joe Ironside. Joe Ironside had a number of chances and just couldn't put the ball in the net. And I think it's just one of those things. If he, if he gets a goal, it's going to change his season. I think that's that that's that's key uh, at the moment. He just seems a little bit out of sorts. That last little bit of the finish just isn't there. Um, and as I say, he could have had two uh, two goals at, at Wickham, um, and. Yeah, it was tight at the end, and I think those who were watching it on uh, I Follow uh, commenting afterwards that uh, and, and Mark did well, uh, himself that he was glad it wasn't five minutes longer that game because it was you know it was getting a little bit too frantic at the end for everyone. But for me, it was the application um, that that really made the difference this time round on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely, and you know I think we we started off strongly. We got an early goal. 
which we haven't done uh, throughout this month. Um, you know, for most of this season, really, you know, we, we haven't started off strong and got an early goal. And a lot of times we've had to come from behind to, to get something out of the game. But, you know, we, we did. We started off strong. We started off positively. And we all knew we'd get pinned back at some point. You know, Wickham are that type of team that they, you know, they make the pitch wide. They're swinging a lot of crosses, you know, some really good balls into the box that we had to deal with. And in some cases, it, it, it might have suited us. You know, we, you know, most of the back four were really good ahead in the ball and Paul Digby dropped in to make a five at times, you know, to make sure that we had enough people in and around the box to defend those crosses coming in. And, you know, they, they could have got a goal beforehand. They had one disallowed, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, rightly. Um, but it's, it's one of those things. And, you know, they did get the equaliser. Uh, you know, good header from Sam Vokes, who, you know, again, another player who should be playing at League One level. And, you know, we defended, you know, we had to defend for our lives again. And then, you know, we've got that little bit of luck over conscience. You know, was it a penalty? Was it not a penalty? Uh, you know, I don't think it was. I think he was looking for it. And we break up the other ends and we, we score an excellent second goal. And, you know, it's a well-taken goal by Jack as well, which we've said we know he's got in his locker and he showed it again Tuesday. And then second half, we started off absolutely positively again. We really pinned them back. Um, you know, they were still seething over the, the, the penalty decision and we took full advantage of it. And as you said, Tim, you know, Joe could have had two or three Tuesday night. We get the third goal, you know, a really good goal uh, from Lloyd-Jones so, and a goal from a corner as well. So that was a miracle in its own right. And then, yeah, you know, they threw the kitchen sink at us again. But when you look at it, the second half, a lot of their crosses were coming a lot, lot deeper than what they were in the first half. Uh, we rode we rode it out really well, and um, yes, okay, they got the goal at the end. But as you say, until they kind of had that chance, you know, yeah, you, we looked okay, we looked solid, you know, we looked really good, and um, you know, it wasn't until that sort of second went in, you know, thank God, as he said, you know, it wasn't five more added on because if not, you know, we'd have probably conceded uh, again. But one of the good things is is from Tuesday. We did what Wickham do to a lot of other clubs. We out Wickham, Wickham, and <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it needed. Yeah, and, and it was it, you. It was getting in their heads. They were getting so frustrated. Um, you know, we were we were making the most of uh, you know uh, knocks and bangs and going down and and uh, doing the old. I'm really injured and need 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 the, uh, the the doctor on and wasting time. And it, it you could tell it was just winding them up. Uh, something rotten. And and it. I think I think it. Contributed to you know a, a bit of indiscipline on on their part, um, and uh, gave us just gave us a bit of a breather at times, which was you know you think they've been playing those tactics for so long they'd have really figured that one out and, uh, and not played along with it. Yeah, exactly, and you know even the Wickham fans on on the message board said after the game that we we did to them what they normally do to other teams. And Mark said, you know, we, we had to win ugly. We had if we were going to ever get something out of any game in the past in this past week, you know, we had to do it really ugly, and we were. And that's what it, what it means against these bigger clubs sometimes. And you know, some of our you know results from last year against some of the bigger clubs came from us being that type of team. You know, we don't want to see it all the time, of course, you know, engagementship, 
is is not exactly you know pushed and you know praised too much but it's just something we had to do because we're just in that situation where we needed to get a win and you know the fact that we did do it so well is is credit to the the players and to the team and you know for them standing strong as well under that sort of adversity when you you know you're getting everything from the stands as well and you're having to deal with everything on the pitch you know but you know full credit to the players because they they had to do what they had to do Tuesday and they did it really well yeah and I think it it, it's to put it into let's put it into perspective. As I said, it was um, it was twenty one, just over twenty one years, nearly twenty two years ago since uh, since we actually won at Wickham. Um, and if you'd picked out any of the games where we weren't going to get points in this October, given our atrocious record there, you'd kind of pick this one out as a game that we were going to get nothing from. And I think that's what that's what made it you know, all the more interesting because it, it really kind of showed that, you know, this this side that we've seen at times in October that really played very tentative football and really never got in and never controlled the game, um, you know, it, th- there is something else other than that, exactly what we'd seen in the first five games. And, I, I you know, you get to the stage where you're kind of worried, you look at the first five games and you think, well, was that the aberration for the season? The rest of the season is going to be the team that is now playing. Um, or is it, is, you know, is that team really still there? And it is, it, it clearly showed that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've been waiting for them to resurface, haven't we? And um, it's not always going to get results. And obviously we'll talk about, you know, yesterday's game um, in due course. But, you know, it is something that we need from this team and we we need more from them. You know, you you can forgive a, a bad game here and there. Um, but to go a whole month through and not playing well at all and, you know, at times not even looking interested, it has to be said, um, is, is very, very dangerous in, at any level of football. And, uh, you know, unless you're a really good team and you've got a big squad where you can change players, you know, every single week to, you know, give those people who are out of form a, a chance to either sort themselves out or they're out of the squad because somebody else is in form. Um, you know, we don't have that luxury. And it's what needed to be done. But the players have rolled their socks up. Um, you know, they've had a really good week. Uh, you know, the attitude has been spot on again. You know, I think a few hard truths did get told after Saturday. And it's what it needed, Tim, and it's what it was calling for. You know, I think everybody probably had a good chat after the Port Vale game and said, like, this isn't acceptable and it needs to be a lot, lot better because we are a lot, lot better than what we're playing. So, um, you know, Tuesday was the, the high point. We get three points from it. And, and as I say, you know, you can go and give it a good go. And then as you have games like yesterday's game where you get nothing out of it. Yeah, we'll we'll come on to that one in a second. I just wanted to finish this one. I thought Gareth Ainsworth, I the nose gets gets a lot of stick, but uh, I watched him at the end of the game. And credit credit to a manager who's frustrated and lost. He uh, waited till every one of the Cambridge players came off and uh, uh, shook hands with them, and then actually went towards the uh, Cambridge end and applauded the Cambridge fans. I, I know he's got a slight history of uh, what four four or five games I think he played for us and scored a goal, but I, I thought that was quite impressive given the way in which they'd been beaten 
Yeah, and you you do get managers like that, you know. And uh, Mark's the same. Sometimes he always praises opposition. You know, some people say too many times he does praise the opposition, but that, that, that's what it's all about. And you know, Gareth Ainsworth is the type of manager that you know will recognise you know a, a team that is you know the underdog because Wickham used to be underdogs as well. And, you know, when you put in a performance like that and, you know, you put in the effort like our players did and, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, managers recognise it. And he even came out in his press conference and said, you know, the reason why we, we didn't win the game is because we didn't take our chances. We weren't good enough. And that and that's what you want to see. There's nothing about the gamesmanship and histrionics because he knows they do it as well. And and he was quite right, you know. And it's always good when a, when a manager actually tells the truth and sees it how it is once yeah it is actually it's kind of refreshing uh in in a lot of cases where you see managers afterwards you know just ignoring the game and you know if they've lost and just talking about other things and and you know saying why they didn't it was the referee it was that we didn't do this we didn't do that rather than actually going actually it's because somebody was better than us um which is nearly always the reason why people win of course uh okay so uh, that was great and it was it came at the right time it was good for the club to pick up uh, the confidence, I think that that won that win actually bought, uh, and it was obviously on to. Uh, I mean, you look at games in in recent years, and obviously, you know, Newcastle and uh, United spring to mind as as massive games for the club. Um, and and I've said this before that obviously I've only I've only been in, okay came back to the UK in two thousand and ten to Cambridge and and started supporting Cambridge United, so. It, I think that the history of what Peterborough and uh, and United have got uh, is kind of I, I get it's there and I, I can see the passion and yesterday the, the 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 it was the the banter and the noise and the atmosphere at London Road was fantastic, but I, the kind of the rivalry is a little bit lost on me. But a, a massive game for the club. Yeah, it was it was absolutely massive. It's it's the biggest you know on the Cambridge United through and through Tim from when I was four years old back in 1990 when it was my first game um, and I understand it and you know it was it was massive and it's not just because that you know Peterborough as a football club have kind of evolved and they have been above us for, for so so long and naturally you know unfortunately have been kind of better than us Um but yeah, you know, it, it's always a massive day, and as you say, the, the atmosphere was it was electric um, yesterday, and uh, you know, the off off the field stuff, unfortunately, will will also be mentioned as well. But you know, as you say, there's always good bands. So the the game was excellent as well. I thought it was a really good derby game. I thought, you know, both teams went for it as well. Um, and, you know, there were some agricultural derby challenges in there as well. And, uh, you know, some poor refereeing decisions, as always, in the derby. And, um, you know, it, it meant a lot to be back on a level footing, whether they're above us in the league right now, um, as they are. And, you know, they are a good side, unfortunately. Um, but I thought, the effort and application yesterday from the players was was excellent, and uh, you know, you know, we'll talk more about it. You know, we'll go more in depth in a second, but you know, it was really one of those games where a draw would probably have been a fair result. But they had good chances, we had good chances, and it's just a little bit of luck that has, has got them the three points. 
Yeah, and you you, you mentioned you, you mentioned off the field, and I, I I I we hoped it would go without a hitch, um, and as as far as I'm aware, it largely did. Interesting that we chose. Uh, well, I assume we chose. I don't want to don't want to get categorically say it. we chose to wreck the. Uh, some people chose to wreck the away end toilets. Uh, great one because who's going to pay for that one? I guarantee it's not Peterborough. We'll be will be billed for that one. And all you do is make us look stupid. But you know, fortunately, I think most of that was uh, you know that, that that seemed to be the most of it. Unless I missed something after the game, uh, there are always people who will want to go and do that unfortunately and it's kind of uh, the sad part of uh, you know any football club there's always somebody there that's going to do that but let's put that behind us let's start though with what Mark had to say uh, after the game well, Mark today's game had the atmosphere the crowd noise no quarter given on the pitch and despite defeat I want to imagine you're very very proud of the lads this afternoon yeah um, we don't like losing and we certainly don't want to lose this game and I think if we'd have said we'd take three points on these two difficult away games this week, we'd have, we'd have sort of bit your hands off, really. Um, and physically, we've had to give a heck of a lot for the game. And I think what, what probably displays the level of performance is that 2,000 people cheer us and sing us off the pitch because they know that if you give that level and you leave everything out there, you give yourself a great chance in the games. I thought we were excellent second half. And I thought we had them at one point as well. I thought we were going to go and get something out of the game. And over the balance of 90 minutes, if we would have done, I don't think anyone would have begrudged us that. But we haven't quite found the knack yet of turning a few games into, into something. There's been a few that we've been bang in. Um, but if you rewind seven days and you and you compare the level of the game we've played this week in the two games compared to the previous few, it's like chalk and cheese. So um, you don't want to lose, but if you're going to lose, there's a way to do it. Um, and, and so that's a that's a really good performance today and an unfortunate one to come away with nothing. Um, at the end of a very, very long month, there's plenty of positives to take from the last seven days for sure. You wanted today to be awkward and... Uh, uncomfortable for the home side and you, you certainly got it. How pleased are you that you seem to have found the levels again as a side that appear to go missing over the last few weeks? Uh, probably more in the second half than first. I thought first half we did okay, but um, we actually had a couple of good chances. Nibsy's head is a great chance. And, you know, when you've got limited opportunities, you've got to take them. I think when you look at the attacking play today, um, some of those opportunities we've sort of spurned and need to do better with. Some of them just haven't quite fallen our way. I mean, Example, Liam O'Neill shot at the edge of the box that gets a deflection off our own man and goes wide. On Tuesday night, Wickham shoot, it hits someone and goes in. Um, the goal today hits our centre-half on the back of the head and goes in. It's a horrible ga- goal to lose a game by, um, but it's probably a little bit reflective where we are at the minute. Some of those moments just aren't going for us. The only way you turn that is by working through it. I think the physical commitment of the games, the last this, this last seven days, the two games we've had, has been outstanding. And I thought second half, we got really good control of the game and, and forced them into some defending situations. Um, some good opportunities, not brilliant ones, but some good ones that we came close with. And probably the best one, uh, keeper's made a great save off Nibsey. He's already going the opposite direction and out, outstretched right arm makes the save. So um, that was probably our best chance. It didn't quite go our way. So, um, yeah, we end up losing the game. But I don't go home dissatisfied with that level of performance and commitment because um, if you're going to lose, I guess that's a way to do it. We just um, wish it wasn't here. <laughs> you look back at that first time and there was, there was plenty of possession for the home side and you expected that to a certain extent. And... The own goal, I mean, you mentioned it from Lloyd-Jones. It, it's a shame, really, that in, in the context of the game, that's been the decisive moment. 
yeah, look, they had some good chances in the first half and some really good pressure. We we knew what was coming a lot of the way. It's hard to get a press high up the pitch. We we knew that there was going to be a, um, lots of forward runners that we'd have to defend against. The midfield players get so high up the pitch. The wide players are really, really direct. And Clark Harris is a target that, that is a tough one to defend against. I think we played against two brilliant nines this week in Vokes and Clark Harris and defended brilliantly against them. Um, but it was hard for us to get control of the game and, and turn the ball over a little bit too often, despite some good counter-attacks and a few moments that you think we might do better with Jib slides Jack in the corner of the box he flashes it across the goal I'm not sure whether Joey could score it or not I think the first defender gets there and it's a close moment then um, we have the header from the throw in and we have a couple of other little bits that you think come on we've got to make those those moments count but we were banging the game at half time and actually I thought we took the challenge of the second half on brilliantly so um, yeah fr frustrations in there but also I think a recognition from the whole team that when they look back at that game um, they realise that we're, we're, we're looking a decent side in this last sort of few days and um, that's the level that we've now got to try and find consistently. Yeah, and the energy levels, as, uh, as you say, and it was a continuation in some way from Tuesday, which was, you know, a different level, full stop, really. And, you know, plenty of opportunities in there. You mentioned the chance for, for Harvey Nibs when he wins the ball out on the left-hand side. I think the whole stadium held their breath a little bit. And that was one of the big chances, really, for him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had a couple in the second half and Shiloh's driven one just over the bar of his right foot, which was close. And then he's probably shot when he shouldn't on his left foot the next one. And we've had a couple of crossing moments that it's bundled around in the box and they've blocked and thrown bodies in the way, which obviously is good defending, but little bits and pieces just didn't fall for us that seem to fall against us a little bit at the moment. So that is the course of the game, I guess. You can... You can get some of them for you and some of them against you but we certainly made them defend we certainly put them under good pressure um, and we had a real urgency about us I think the physical commitment to the two games has been brilliant the physical data shows that the players know that as well um, they're spent in the dressing room because when you do have to do that away twice against two of the top teams that's, that is difficult to do especially from where we've been and the month that we've had um, it's real credit to the lads for the resilience that they've shown and dug in now and we go into a month of November that we're desperate for to get some players fresh and fit and to be able to train a little bit going into games because we haven't really been able to do that. But hopefully that will return us some good results in the next calendar month. Yeah, you'll be pleased with the impact of the players off the bench of Charlotte, Tracy, Liam O'Neill, Samson, not only for the fact that they're fit enough to come off the bench, but they did have an impact and, and started to turn the game a little bit in your favour. Yeah, a couple of them would be disappointed not to start, I guess, today, but they've not really trained a lot in the last week and they weren't quite ready for Tuesday. Uh, Liam's still carrying a little bit in his ankle, so that needs to settle down a little bit. But I would say that they came on and made a good impact. It's good experience and attacking changes that give us a chance. We asked the lads that played to just give everything and when they're done, they're done. Um, and that gave us a freshness and it really gave us an impetus to drive on in the second half. Uh, but it just wouldn't quite go for us. And, and sometimes that's, that, that's, the, that's the case. But when, as I've said a few times now, when you hit that level and you, and you commit to your game like that, um, we can't be dissatisfied or too dissatisfied, certainly from a performance point of view. But we can certainly um, we can ruin our weekend that we don't take anything from the game for sure. Yeah, certainly because it's a derby, but you have that week's break now. One or two opportunities for players to, to come back into the fold in terms of players that have been out injured and plenty to be pretty positive about going forward, Mark. Yeah, definitely. It's a nice reminder of what we need to do and we've got to go to Kurz and Ashton and do it. You know, a great example for me about that is um, when Southampton came to us in the, in the Cup and I am not comparing ourselves to them at all, but the uh, energy, humility, work ethic that they played with um, in a game that they might not have, that, that, that's what it needs. So we've got to hit that level again. That's what we're going to work towards now. Everyone's got a couple of days off, which they need. 
oh God, eight days between games is like a dream, honestly. Oh, I cannot remember it. I can actually have a day off, which is going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, that, that and then we'll, we'll get back to work next week in the early part of the week. Some of the boys won't be able to do too much early on because they've, they've... I mean, we've played... 22 games in 17 weeks and we had one weekend off. We are three points behind where we were at this stage last season, but I've actually won more games. The difficulty is that we've lost more or drawn less. We've drawn seven at this stage last year and we've drawn one now. So we've got to find the knack of turning a couple of them defeats into draws and then we'll be all right. But we're in a um, we're in an all right position after after 17 games and um, gives us a bit of, bit of heart from the two games we've had this week to really go and attack the next bit, understanding how tough the season's going to be. We're a third of the way through now and this gives us a nice little uh, marker this week to reference back to and remind us what good looks like. From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 just before we move off this game, I just wanted to, to talk about two, two people for me. Jack Lancaster, who uh, I think really, you know, is really making a mark, um, and I think he's unlucky. He doesn't get as many starts as he does. Uh, but yesterday, uh, Ibsen Rossi, I, I, I mean, he's developing every time he gets on the pitch, I think. Yeah, he shows some naivety at times. But, you know, yesterday, him coming forward is a little bit of a revelation. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, he had two good games this week. Um, really excellent football, Ibsen Rossi. Um, I thought he was very, very unlucky after the mistake he made against Derby for him to come out straight away. And, um, you know, there are other players in the team uh, whose names I won't mention, Tim, for, for now, who, who <laughs> made a lot, a lot more mistakes uh, in games and cost us games than what he did. So, um, you know, I, I think he was very, very unlucky. But him and Lloyd-Jones look at an excellent partnership. And as for Jack, I thought Jack had a bit of a quiet game yesterday. I, I think he, he kept coming inside a bit more, um, which really didn't give us much of an outlet uh, on the right-hand side with Jubal Aquadino almost you know, being on his own and having to face two, three uh, Peterborough players at a time when sort of defending. You know, short on options when going forward as well. But, um, you know, Wickham Tuesday night, I thought he was he was excellent, you know, and he drives with the ball, um, you know, gets us further up the pitch. And the second goal, you know, Jack's goal uh, against Wickham is a prime example of that, of, of what he can do. Um, so, it, you know, not his greatest game yesterday, um, but certainly over the week, he, he you know he's shown again what a good player he is, and you know absolutely should be in the, the starting lineup a lot more. And and I think you know credit to Paul Digby yesterday, who I thought was absolutely excellent. I thought he was an absolute monster in the middle of the park yesterday, and um, you know really got stuck in and drove us forwards, and you know broke up some excellent plays, uh, you know defensively. Um, especially sort of in the first half when we were a little bit quieter and then second half, you know, got us moving a lot, lot quicker when we needed to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we move on. Uh, it's, it's an interest. November's really interesting. There's, at the moment, there's only three games. There's the FA Cup game, uh, Curzon Ashton will come on to in a second, and then there's Bolton at home and Accrington at home. So two home games. There's obviously another round of the FA Cup in November as well for those that get through. Uh 
which you'd look at this uh, game next Sunday, uh, two o'clock kickoff. It's on extended highlights on the BBC for those who don't want to travel. Um, you look at it and you'd say, ah, this is a given. We're gonna, we, you know, we're, we're just waiting for see who we get in the second round. But of course, uh, <laughs> anyone with a longer memory, four years ago, uh, almost exactly four years ago, uh, you'll remember uh, the uh, trip to Geisley in the uh, first round FA Cup, um, where at one point we were four down and it wasn't a fluky four down it wasn't straight they played us off the park uh to, to that point um and we made it look um uh, we, we made it look way better than it was a beer got uh, a goal after just over an hour and then we got two goals another one from a beer uh was the last one and maris i think scored the one before that we made it look far better than it was uh, that performance was atrocious yeah, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, it just wasn't good at all that day. And I, I, fortunately, I wasn't at that game because I think I've uh, walked out at half time. Um, but yeah, we were we were absolutely shocking. We were embarrassing that day, as you say, too. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, the scoreline did flatter us in the end. Um, but we know what we've got to do next Sunday. You know, we know exactly what to expect, you know, and they're going to be well up for it. Of course they are. They see a big cup scout. They're up out, at home, sorry. And we've got to go out there. And if we play like we did over this past week and with a little bit more rest, um, you know, there should be enough in the tank to go out there and beat them. But, you know, when the chances come, and this is, this is the difference from this week, you know, this week, Tuesday, we took our chances when they came yesterday when we had good chances and we didn't take them and Sunday it's we're gonna have to have a you know we're gonna have to take our chances when they come our way yeah we do and I think that's the thing is we you know we, we can go knowing uh what happened in the past so we know that um you know it it, it can happen um as you say Kers and Ashton Kersner, they'll be they'll be up for the game uh for them the, the prize money for a first round win is oh did, did, where are we first round uh first round winners so no that's the first round proper 41,000 is the first round proper winning money um Hang on, that can't be right. Oh, it is, yeah, 41,000. To them, that, I mean, to us, that's a massive amount of money. To someone like them, that's 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 beyond uh, beyond their wildest dreams. Uh, so uh, the, the, the money is great, but of course it's the FA Cup and, you know, you battle through the first round, the second round, you pick those, those goals, those... Uh, those opponents uh, come out and uh, you end up with the, the Newcastle, the, the United and everything else. It, it's the danger is it's a distraction, but we'll deal with that once we uh, once we dispatch, hopefully, Cousin uh, Ashton with no problem at all. Um, but uh, definitely we have to keep our uh, eyes and ears open and make sure we're not taken for mugs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we ha- we have to go there and we have to perform. We have to be be our team, and that's that's all we can do. As you say, you know, history will show us if we don't go and play our game what happens but then you know if we go and perform like we have done over the next two rounds as you say we get you know potentially another memory with like we had last season at Newcastle you know you know just a really good day out and more money into the coffers so um, you know the FA Cup's fallen nicely for us, you know, for the, this month. There's only is two in November, and then we've got a bit of a break till January from it. 
So, you know, we have to give it our full attention and we, we need to be on it from minute go. Absolutely. Well, uh, still tickets available, I think, for uh, that one, but it is also on the extended highlights if you don't want to travel. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We shall uh, talk to you again uh, next week. It's going to be a bit of a strange show because we won't have Cambridge United to talk about because obviously it won't happen until after we go out on air. Um, But I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. There are other clubs after all. But uh, thanks for joining us, Matt. Take care, mate. Bye. Cheers, there we go. Uh, okay, yeah, so ne- it is going to be a bit of an odd one. Um, I'm hoping uh, Matt's just hearing this for the first time if to the show. Hopefully we can record something uh, the middle of the week as a preview because I'm going down to the or up to the Aston Curzon game. Um, Curzon, I actually, I'll have to go and look this up. Is it Curzon Ashton or Ashton Curzon? I keep calling it one and it's probably the other. It is Curzon Ashton. There you go. Uh, so uh, we'll be going on air um, and it'll probably be pre-recorded uh, most of it, although I'm not quite sure how we'll get to Histon and uh, City's results in there we'll figure something out but uh, that's something to look forward to next week 2 o'clock kickoff. tickets I think still available OK we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk uh, non-league football Broadcasting from the city centre On FM, digital and your mobile Cambridge 105 Radio From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio When we come back, uh, we'll be talking uh, all things Histon. We will indeed. Uh, so Histon, eighth in the table, uh, despite the fact uh, they lost um, to Milton Keynes Irish uh, 3-2. Um, it, it was an unfortunate one. We'll hear from Lance in a second. They came off the back of a of, of an impressive dispatching of Rothwell Corinthians. Rothwell Corinthians uh, bottom in the league but uh, again you, you've got to beat these clubs if you want to stay where you are and they had a 5-2 win uh, so got the three points but more importantly got goals. Uh, there's some bad news in, in the week. Um, Reese Thorpe uh, has decided to return to Eaton Soak and where he came from uh, just over a year ago uh, which was a big step up uh, and he settled into the side and, and played uh, regularly uh, including uh, six goals in 16 games this season uh, made the move I think uh, uh, wanted to uh, be a little bit more uh, a little bit more closer to home apparently he lives about five minutes from the ground in Eaton Soken uh, but obviously a big loss for Histon uh, spoke to Lance um, after the uh, game spoke to him yesterday so this is what he had to say about uh, the weekend Lance, after the uh, big win against uh, Rothwell Corinthians, you were saying a couple of weeks back um, that you fancied your chances to get a result at uh, Milton Keynes Irish, and that would have taken you hopefully up into the top six. Um, that was today. Uh, didn't quite work out. A three-two loss, um, but uh, a good second half uh, according to social media. And also, you had a number of uh, youngsters uh, that you managed to bring into the side. Yeah, we we felt today that, you know, again, I, I said this last week about the refereeing performances. Today wasn't very good. Um, we have a penalty claim where Marley's gone past their last defender. He's put his hand out, handballed it in the box. He doesn't give it. And literally within 30 seconds, Ollie Brooks is bringing their play down for a penalty. Uh, so we go 1-0 down. Uh, and then very similar to the second goal, uh, Luke Lynch is breaking through on the edge of the box. He gets brought down. The referee doesn't deem it as a foul. They go down to the end of the score. So... It's been very frustrating. Like the first two goals came from us having good possession in their 18-yard box or near, near as damn it. And then we got going conceded from it on the counter-attack. And so to be 3-1 down at half-time was disappointing because we didn't defend well as a team. We were 
were quite open. It got kind of expansive. It was like a basketball game the first half. Um, and then second half, we changed it slightly. Um, yeah, we had, we had a, gave it a right go, really. And the three youngsters that came on did very well. And it was just just, just a, a bridge too far today. Yeah, I saw in the, the social media was uh, look, look, look quite exciting at the end. You were really, really pushing hard to get that third goal, um, uh, including last last minute efforts, but uh, just didn't work out. No, I mean we, we did everything but score in the second half. Really, I mean it was a, like their manager said it was a tailor two halves. First half they dominated it. They had pace on the counter attack. We couldn't live with that uh, in the in the system that we had. Um, second half we changed very early because we had Ollie Brooks um, Simbin just before half time, so we had six or seven minutes in the second half with him still off the pitch. Mm-hmm. So we, we'd already made the decision to change it to a 3-5-2 once he came back on the pitch. And so we did that and we looked a, a, a bigger threat. Even with only two up front, it was bizarre with the wingbacks getting further forward. We caused them some problems and uh, Luke Lindsay got a good good second goal to bring us back into the game. In the last half an hour, 20 minutes, we, we threw the kitchen sink at them and, and we just couldn't get that equaliser, even with Ollie Brooks having a great chance in the last second. And you said uh, you brought on uh, three 17-year-olds that have come through the uh, the youth setup. Um, obviously, the, the the promise of that, if they if they uh, if they can make it into the senior team on a regular basis, is really good for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, we were short on numbers today. Um, Marley Fisher played as our number nine today, and he has had first team experience already. Um, so he played the full ninety, and then we brought on Roman Barton um, with about half an hour to go, and Dexter Todd got about the last twenty. So yeah, all three of them, 17 years of age, did, didn't do themselves any harm. They they showed that they could they could cut it. Uh, whether they play weekly uh, is a different matter because obviously it's, it's a tough tough league. But you know they've shown that actually, if asked, they can do a job. So certainly when we, we in a couple of weeks' time when we play Kings University Press in the Cam's Invitation Cup, we'll have another look at them definitely. Yeah, yeah, and and as you say, I mean, it, it gives you that opportunity that if they can develop, um, then it's uh, more more players on the on the bench or or, or uh, in the team full time. Um, you've got an interesting game coming up next week against Long Bugby. Um, first of all, it says two o'clock on the uh, uh, on the website. Is that is that correct? The starting time yes, for that, that one? Yes, that is correct. They've um, the leagues have offered the opportunities for teams to kick off earlier at two o'clock, obviously to try and cut the cost of electricity for the floodlights. Oh, okay, so, okay. <laughs> so if both teams are in agreement and the, the league have said we can do this, then, it, you know, I think it, you might see more games like that, I would have thought, coming, going to the winter period, probably. I, I mean, it's interesting because I, I guess, you know, it, it's hitting everybody hard and that, that includes uh, that, that includes football clubs who uh, that kind of money is the difference between uh, staying afloat and not staying afloat. So that's a, that's a good idea. An interesting game, though, because again, like the Rothwell Corinthians game, you're expected to go there and beat them, but it's always a it's always a banana skin those kind of games. Yeah, they are. I mean, but we, we like today's game. We, we we take the positives from it. You know, we were poor first half defensively, um, and we had chances again. So we one thing we we, we made a point of after the game was we must take our chances when we're on top. Even in that first half, Luke Lynch hit the crossbar. Uh, we have one or two other chances at the back post, you know. So when we when we have these options, we have to take them because if we are going to defend poorly at times and concede goals, we can't, you know. We need to score goals to counteract that, and you know. But certainly with those youngsters coming off the bench today, it does give you a bit more scope. Um, we've got obviously hopefully Pat Bexford will be available next week. Dan Brown maybe back from injury, um, and we may have another player in. We don't know, um, but yeah, certainly next week the squad will be stronger and we'll have more depth for these for these kids as, as well. 
and you're maintaining your place uh, uh, in the league despite the loss, uh, still eighth position. Um, could be better, could be worse, but uh, hopefully a win against Long uh, Long Buckley, will, uh, Buckby will put you up uh, a couple of places in there because it's quite tight, three teams on 16, so you could get up there um, if results go your way elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got teams now below us that have got games in hand, so we, next weekend, actually, we set up after the game today again, but next week now is a must win for us. It's a three-point, you know, mm-hmm. six-pointer as such because... If we win that next week, then it, it just gives a, a bit of a cushion from those teams below us because we, we want to be top eight. That's our, that's our aim this year. Uh, and I think we can achieve that. But we have to, like today, take the chances when they come to, to, to actually get... Today we deserve the point, but sometimes you don't get what you deserve in football. Yeah, certainly you certainly don't. Uh, and Cambridge will know that uh, from uh, not picking up a draw at least yesterday. But there you go. Uh, Histon eighth in the league. Um, uh, a close, a close loss. They've got, uh, as I said, Longbook be there where they'd be expected to win. Um, a two o'clock kickoff. And as uh, Lance said, that's because of this uh, league initiative to let people start earlier to not run up such big electricity bills. Um, so uh, just uh, take a very quick break, and then we'll come back and hopefully get in touch with Robbie. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. So it was uh, Yaxley um, at uh, home yesterday. Again, one of those ones, Yaxley haven't had a very good start. Um, they would be expected to uh, win that game. So always a difficult one to go to and, and make sure that you do actually uh, get to where you need to. Um, but let's see if we can get hold of Robbie Bear. We may have to ring him absolutely live and hope he answers the phone. Um, but yeah, you, you want to make sure that those games that are below you, you really need a good showing 215 yesterday at that game uh, a 2-1 win although they were down at half time 1-0 um, so uh, we'll see if Robbie's answering the phone it doesn't look like he's going to uh, but uh, we will persevere for a second and let it ring a few more times until it goes to voicemail but no unfortunately uh, we got uh, the voicemail so yeah um, y- you need to go and win those games uh, Barnes and Rigby scored uh, the uh, United goals I say it was they were both late goals they went down uh, within 12 minutes uh, to uh, a Hamilton goal um, and then came back 81st and 85th minutes um, so uh, a-, a good result in the end but it could have gone the other way let's just look at the uh, fixture list coming up um, because we need to make sure oops, sorry, I just need to press that instead um, it's Stamford uh, next week of course uh, so Stamford it's kind of like one end of the table to the other I think Stamford are second in the league only lost one game they've asked uh, only Spalding have lost fewer games Spalding still unbeaten uh, Stamford on uh, 32 points um, so we're 19 points ahead of uh, where where City are 10 wins uh, 2 draws and a lost 25 goals for 10 against so that's certainly not going to be uh, an easy game they beat Sporting Calsa who are fourth in the league 2-0 yesterday Um, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes Uh, sorry we couldn't speak to Robbie hopefully we'll uh, catch hold of him again uh, next week Um, we'll uh, let's talk about uh, the women's football Um, so it was FA FA third round qualifying uh, football last week for all clubs. Unfortunately, City's game was rained off, waterlogged pitch. Um, that's now been uh, rescheduled for today at two o'clock, uh, which meant that uh, United, who were supposed to be playing City at the Abbey this afternoon, are without a game. I spoke to 
Darren during the week. This is what he had to say after the uh, Norwich game, which they unfortunately lost and won't progress into the first round. Darren, it was uh, third qualifying round of the FA Cup, looking to get four, uh, get to into the first round proper. Uh, Norwich uh, was the game away, and of course Norwich was the opening game of the season on that uh, really sunny afternoon, just uh, just over a couple of months ago, um, and a four-one loss there in a game which, when you said you look back at it uh, last week, you didn't really control at any stage. Um, Norwich this time round a four-one loss again, but a very different game. Yeah, definitely. Um, We did control spells of the game, certainly in the first half. Uh, We had chances, which we probably should have made more of, if I'm honest. We took the lead. Um, But yeah, slightly different to the game at the Abbey. The ball transitioned so often from one side to the other at the Abbey. Norwich did really well on counter-attacks and, and you know, that was what undid us. And there, we did have no control over the game when we played the first game of the season. But we, frustratingly, we did have some control on the game this time and certainly in the first half, weathered out the storm early part. And then, um, you know, once we settled into the game, we, we played some nice football. We kept the ball well. We dominated possession in the first sort of half an hour or so after that point. Um, and then just, you know, it was, it was one of those, the first goal for Norwich was, was a high boot. Somebody tried to clear... Alicia tried to clear it in the box, um, you know, caught very slightly caught the goal's head. But it's you know, if it's outside the box, everybody says that's a that's a definite foul. So it's in the box, it's a penalty, it's it's fair. So that but that undid us a little bit because it sort of rocked our momentum because up to that point we'd we'd actually looked quite comfortable and you know, we'd got the goal and we looked like we was gonna go on and maybe get another one and and you know, put a bit of pressure on Norwich or a good side. But ultimately it wasn't to be. But um yeah, there are positives to take from it, but you know, we 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 have to show improvement and I think you know speaking to the girls this week they were as frustrated as we were because they really know that we have improved since the first game and the scoreline doesn't show it so that's what we've got to try and do next time so it's interesting I mean we've 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 talked about this before um about um if the game doesn't go your way and particularly if if you've been if you've been playing well and, and concede a goal then unfortunately you tend to uh I wouldn't say fall to pieces, but it but but you lose shape and and you lose that kind of the momentum really here. The loss of momentum really hits you harder. You concede more. A is that a fair thing to say? And B, you know what what could you do about that? Is that just playing games and getting the experience? Uh, yeah, it is fair to say, and it, and it is something that you know we've we've noticed and we've identified with the players as well. And, I don't think they shy away from the fact that that's the pattern that we fall into. And it, and it becomes a mental thing, doesn't it? Because you start to think we've conceded one and we've been here before. So ultimately, it's about changing that mentality. Um, some of that is is about, you know, getting some experience. You're absolutely right. And as we get more experience of these things, then we'll, we'll start to improve. Certainly, you know, when we played Ashford earlier in the season, 3-1 down and came back to, to, to get a thrill draw. So we have shown that we've got that in us. Uh, we've just got to bring it out more more often and we've got to be able to kind of call on that experience. Um, we also probably need somebody in those kind of games who's just going to put their foot on the ball for a bit and just just keep it ticking over and just say, look, you know, we just make sure we settle back into the game again because we took the lead. We don't, we don't need to panic. We know we've got goals in us, so we just have to relax. Um, some of that is, you know, we do work on it a little bit in training. So, you know, in terms of people maybe getting a bit flustered when things don't go their way, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes deliberately give wrong decisions in in games in training um you know just to try and, and get them used to the fact that football isn't a, isn't a perfectly fair and even game you know things happen situations occur things go wrong um and it's just about being resilient and moving on with it so there are some things that we can do some things are down to experience but you know it really is on this group of players now to you know 
and us as staff, we've all got to try and get this right because it's something that we've seen more than once. But, uh, you know, I've, I've, we've identified it. We know what we've got to do. I think for us, it's about finding a kind of almost reset pattern when things don't go to plan and just settling back down into our rhythm because when we're in our rhythm, we actually look quite good. And we were supposed to be treated to uh, the excitement of a, a derby at uh, the uh, at the Abbey um, on Sunday. But unfortunately, because City had their game cancelled against Colney Heath in the uh, FA Cup, that's been delayed a week and now will happen at St Neots. Yeah, it's, uh, we were all looking forward to it, to be honest. You know, with the uh, Cambridge Peterborough derby on the Saturday and then then our derby on the Sunday, it was it was set up for a really exciting weekend. But obviously, the weather had uh, other ideas last week. We, we was lucky enough to be playing on a, a 3G pitch over in, in Norwich. So we had no issues with our game being on. But uh, yeah, a, a lot of games that were on grass last week were called off. So unfortunately, the weather has intervened. It's um, you know, means that we instead we'll be playing Cambridge City the following Sunday at St Neots. But, you know, it's one that we can still look forward to. So the game gets moved a week, but still the same excitement. And did you look for a, a friendly for this week? We we had a couple of offers, to be honest, of games, but we've got a, we've got two or three injuries at the moment. Um, and we've got a couple of people that haven't been so well this week. So rather than try to squeeze in a friendly for the sake of a friendly, um, you know, we've decided that we'll train instead and and just then give people a chance to recover and uh, get ready for next week. So it's, it just fits our, our current situation a little bit better to, to have a training session. And uh, lastly, so, you mentioned the. So, uh, sorry about that. I didn't. I didn't play the end of that. We. I. We asked. I asked uh, Darren about a prediction for yesterday's game, and I won't embarrass him because he was quite confident we'd win two one. Uh, but obviously, it didn't happen. Uh, but I uh, won't embarrass him by playing that. I'll just tell you that's what he said. Um, so uh, I've just been looking on the Twitter feed. Apparently, it's good weather. The Colney Heat down at Colney Heat. So that game will start hopefully in six minutes uh, to see uh, if Cambridge City can get through to the uh, first round proper of the uh, women's FA. Cup. Um, this is what uh, Rob Coles had to say this uh, well, yesterday morning. I think I recorded this uh, about uh, that game. Whoa, cool. hang on a second. Let's get rid of uh, let's get rid of um, Darren just saying that two-one win that he was quite confident about there. Let's try this one again. Uh, Rob, it's a, a little bit of deja vu talking to you uh, this week. It's the third qualifying round of the FA Cup again against Colney Heath again. Um, last week it was rained off, um, a late pitch inspection. Did you avoid having to travel for that one? Yeah, we were fortunate enough that Colney Heath were really good at sort of informing us and keeping us up to date. So we were, and they managed to get a referee there early to do a pitch inse- inspection. So yeah, we, we managed to uh, get away with not having to travel down and, um, and getting a Sunday to ourselves. And uh, did you do anything other than, uh, I mean, was it too late to do anything or did you uh, train or uh, play a friendly at yeah. all? I mean, it was, it was too late to do anything, plus the weather. I mean, it was, it was torrential where we were, so it, was, um, it, it wasn't, wouldn't have been worthwhile to arrange anything. So we gave them a bit of a weekend off and then, uh, and then we got to training on Tuesday. So as I say, you go again uh, this afternoon um, and hopefully the weather will be better for you. Um, uh, I guess you, you've already prepared for the game once, so there's not much to do in that respect. Yeah, we've already prepared for the game. I mean, it's given us another week and actually um, we had a few girls on holiday last week. So actually we've got a bit of a stronger squad, uh, which is nice um, and it gives us more options. So we go, go in there with a fully armed squad and hopefully we can do the job. And of course, you were supposed to be today playing at the uh, Abbey Stadium uh, against uh, Cambridge United in the plate, but that's uh, that, that's obviously gone by the board, so that will come next week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were looking forward to that, but, um, um, but the FA Cup takes precedence, so we need to get that out of the way. So good job today, and then we can look forward to that uh, next Sunday.
And in terms of uh, preparation, again, you, you prep for the match. Did you manage to get much in the way of training sessions in this week, the weather? Yeah, yeah, we had we actually had a friendly on Tuesday, uh, which gave us a great opportunity to work on our on our shape, both in in possession and out of possession. Um, the girls are, are gradually week on week getting so much better at understanding what it is that we want to do and our our sort of our football identity, so to speak. Um, and so, yeah, it was another opportunity to do that. We got a training session in on Thursday, which was a great session. So energy levels are good going into this Sunday, um, and long may that continue rolling into tomorrow if we can get the win. And in terms of, you say you've got a couple of people back who, were, who weren't available. Uh, Injury-wise, are you doing okay for today? Yeah, I mean, injury, like I said, I think we've mentioned last week, I mean, we've been really good this season. We haven't had any injuries that have kept any players out for any games. Um, had a couple of youth players pick up a couple of knocks. But other than that, for the first team squad, we haven't had one injury this season, which is a, a testament to our training and our preparation and stuff like that. So, um, so yes, yeah, so again, long may that continue because it gives us plenty of options. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, hopefully they'll uh, get a win and they will be in the next round of the FA Cup. I have to apologise, then she sent a text, but it came through on the system just with the header, so I didn't actually get to see what the text was, unfortunately. So many apologies, Lynchy, for not being able to read out your text. Um, so that's all the time, all we've got for uh, this week. Um, we'll uh, we'll join you for a, a slightly different show next week. As I say, uh, I'll be uh, in uh, um, Curzon Ashton um, so it will be pre-recorded we don't have the facilities to broadcast live from there apparently there's not even power to the uh, uh, to the press area so that's going to be interesting um, so we'll try and record something uh, or we might have uh, someone else in the studio uh, next week doing the uh, pre-records that I managed to get together um, but one way or the other I'm sure we'll be with you um, uh, thanks to Matt to uh, Lance Robbie did try and ring me back but unfortunately uh, couldn't get through either so uh, we'll be talking to him uh, next week it's uh, Curzon Ashton in the FA Cup for, Un- for United it's uh, Stamford for City and Long Buckby for Histon and in the women's football it's uh, the Cambridge United Cambridge City uh, plate uh, game at St Neots 2 o'clock kickoff. Um, that's all we've got time for this week but s- plenty uh, still going on uh, on the uh, on Cambridge 105 radio uh, uh, you've got Tony Barnfield up next and then up next again for Classical Cambridge 3 till 4. Uh, Pete Butcher's Jazz today uh, 4 till 5. Polish Waves, our old neighbours, 5 till 6. Cambridge Film Show, 6 till 7. Club Go Global, uh, 7 till 8. The Scar and B Show, 8 till 9. Queer Cambridge, 9 till 10. Uh, Stagger, 10 till 11. And rounding out the evening, uh, Sarawu Sam, uh, 11 till midnight in Opus 105, the Classical Radio Show. We'll see you next next week. like me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio and on the latest flavour. Flourish Farm in Hildersham is opening its own shop, selling lots of seasonal produce 
as well as unusual varieties of crops in terms of flavor, size, and color. Meanwhile, are you aware of the different fruits, herbs, and veg that may be growing in your local church garden? We visit one in the center of Cambridge, and Steve Thompson goes foraging once more. Yeah, even in this weather. Listen now at cambridge105.co.uk. FM Digital and Smart Speaker across the city and South Cairns, Cambridge 105 Radio.